Hello, guys. Welcome to another episode of Lumia Sports. I'm your Demetrius Mason. Joined again by one Darnell Jones. Guys. And joined again by Dom. Triple D's. We had an amazing night last night, although it was night. It was not an amazing night for one Paul George, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. Yep. Dom's hero playoff P kind of sold the end of this one as the Suns win 104-103. Paul George, 26 points, 10 for 23, but one of eight from deep and two crucial missed, field, missed free throws, sorry, with eight seconds left to go. That would have put him up three. Instead, it becomes DeAndre Ayton with his 24 points, 14 rebounds, and game-winning dunk with 0.9 left in the game for the win. Cameron Payne came out 29 points, nine assists, Carl career playoff high for him on 12 of 24 shooting Booker struggled with 20 on 5 of 16 but they still end up getting the win Darnell what did you see out of this game as the Suns go up 2-0 and hold home court yeah it was a game where obviously the Suns had control and it wasn't a, a great shooting night from Devin Booker he only made five field goals five of 16 but he did have 20 points. He got to the free throw line nine times. And like you said, campaign really, really important for them because he had 29 and nine, but he had zero turnovers in doing so. Really a Chris Paul-esque game for them. So just having that production out there, they're, they're still a dangerous team. And anytime you have DeAndre Aiden, who's been dominating this postseason, shooting another game over 70%, I think, He's like second highest amongst the playoff streak or a playoff run next to like Dwight Howard or something crazy in 2009. And he shot 80% from the field and he got 14 rebounds. He made the most important bucket of the night. And it was the alley-oop from Jay Crowder who didn't hit a field goal, but might've made the most important play of the night. Obviously, well, probably, well, yeah, I'll say of the night. And you got Cam Johnson and Dario and Dario Saric off the bench, both in double figures. So to combat that, you would need a big night from Reggie Jackson, who gave you a, a solid night with 19. You would need Paul George to play at a, a worldly, uh, otherworldly level, and he didn't do so. 26, he was crucial for them getting back into the game at the end of the fourth quarter when he went on that scoring burst, but – like you said, he missed the two most important free throws and gave and opened the window for Phoenix, who just closed the door and slammed it shut. And with the news of Chris Paul playing in game three, I think it's uh, it's going to be a tough road to climb for the Clippers. Mm-hmm. Dom, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I do want to add. I do want, you know, Darnell said it, but Paul George in those last, like, in those last, like, three minutes was amazing for the most yeah. part. He, he was great. He made everything he had to do. He made the first pair of clutch free throws. He did do that. And then he came back. He scored their next, like, six points straight, I believe. He hit um he hit a couple mid-ranges. And then him and Booker were fighting in the mid-range. As you, We know Booker's going to hit all the mid-ranges. But, you know, him and Chris Paul – I mean, him and Paul George were fighting. But you feel me? And when it came down in the end – you know, Paul George just wasn't – he was having a bad free-throw shooting night already. I think he had missed three. So, he was like um, – he was five for eight already at that point. And then he had missed the last two. So, it was just like 
it was just like we just needed one from you, bro. We really just needed one. And you feel me? Everybody hop right on Twitter. Paul George has his good games. You feel me? People, people kind of talk a little bit. He's not the number one trend. He like the number four trend when he has a good game. But as soon as he had his bad game folded, man. Nah, I'm gonna stop you right that there. That still, nigga mm. still, he's still top ten trending right now this morning. <laughs> bro, bro, let's let's stop for a minute. Let's not say his bad game. He choked, choked the game away. He did choke. He did choke. The, I'm saying when he has a good game, you feel me? Does his thing. He'd be like, he'd be like top. He'd be like top five ish. He'd be like five four. But as soon as he has, as soon as he chokes, they was ready. They were ready to put to to call him playoff P, man. Call him pandemic P. They were excited <laughs> for the moment. <laughs> they I straight, mean, don't miss two they, free throws. They straight eight seconds left. They straight compared him to that other guy. <laughs> the other nigga that missed every free throw. They they were straight comparing him right to Ben Simmons, bro. I was like, well, damn. I was like, well, damn. (laughs) Nigga did all that down the stretch just to be called Ben Simmons at the end. (laughs) And you know what, Demetrius? (laughs) Everybody's going to be called Ben Simmons, man. (laughs) Fuck it. Hey, man. This is why he is who he is. Everybody else gets treated the exact same way. <laughs> but, I don't know um, what you want me to say to that. Everybody's trying to trade him, so you can be Ben Simmons if you want to be. It was that what it was supposed to be? <laughs> that what your point was supposed to be? You want to be like someone who everyone wants to trade? <laughs> the fuck? This guy's a bum. Get him out of there. Him for CJ McCollum. What? CJ McCullough, CJ McCullough. Is that, is that the end of your point? Is that you just? Nah, 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 nah. I just wanted to bring. I just wanted to bring. Substance. I wanted to bring. My, I just wanted to bring Ben Simmons up. Why? I, I, I took what? Yo, all right. Um, <laughs> fully. Dom is trying to make me mad about Ben Simmons as if I didn't know for like two years that Ben Simmons was the problem, and I told him all year Ben Simmons was the problem, and I said they're going to lose this series because Ben Simmons is the problem. I think the coaching of Ben Simmons is the problem because he is not his rightful position. <laughs> hey, man, we'll talk about it one day, but y'all can have him. I'll take Siakam. Give me Siakam and Kyle Lowry in a sign and trade. You can have him. You want Thibault, too? No. Can you go back to the game? Man, my man, my man, does not, my man just wants to talk about the slander of Paul George and not actually do his job, which is slander Paul George for missing two free throws. If you don't want to do it, I'll do it. That's true. Nah, I'm gonna let you do. It. I know you' about to do it, but <clears throat> but bring that. Yeah, I mean, I mean, us past those two missed free throws, though. It was a you know, it was an amazing game. Reggie, I mean, not Reggie Jackson. Pat Beverly was so clutch down the end. He he hit that one three. He hit that one three um down this down the end, and then he had that um tip with um what's it called? He um knocked the ball out of Booker's hands. But you know the rule when like the la- when you're the last person that touches it. A lot of people were complaining about the call. They were like, "You feel me?" They think that the ball should have stayed with Booker because Pat Bev forced it out. But Booker technically was the last person that touched it because he was still kind of dribbling it. 
So you feel me? That was the, the announcers were talking about it amongst also uh, people were on Twitter. But, you know, it wound up being Clippers ball. But then I think after that, <laughs> the Clippers almost folded the possession away anyway. Because Paul George inbounded it to Zubac, and Zubac wasn't looking, <laughs> and that shit was about to go out of bounds. <laughs> so there was there was a lot of there was a lot of uh, there was a lot of missteps towards the end of the game on on even on both sides of the ball. Honestly, um, the last ninety seconds of the game, I think they said recorded a, a, a thirty three minutes. It, it was thirty three minutes in the last ninety seconds of the game due to all the reviews. And, you know, the timeouts and everything that was going on. I remember hearing uh, the Chris Brown song, yeah, 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 for like 10 minutes straight during all of that shit. <laughs> I was like, I was like, all right, all right, I'll put a different song on now. We got it. I was getting but, mad at the game DJs, man. Huh? I was getting mad at the stadium DJs, man. I was just like, can we just get another song, please? If you're yeah, 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 like 10 straight minutes, but um, yeah, and then it and then the game ended on that amazing alley oop. And Jay Crowder had threw a oop earlier, but he threw he threw a oop earlier from uh from the wing from like the top of the wing behind the three point line. I think it was yeah, it was over, it was to Aiton. He did it over yeah. Zubash, but then the game was on the line and he did that bitch over the backboard. And then did it right back to um Aiden again for the game winner. And it was just a crazy sequence. I don't even think you can do that in 2K for real. That should be hard as hell. And Jay Crowder really did that shit. And yeah. it just goes to show how, hey, we were talking about it last year. And we hinted at it towards, like, the season stuff. We were talking about how the loss of Jay Crowder for Miami was so, was so important just because he could play defense. He could pass it well enough. He can shoot well enough. Like he's, uh, he's a great. He's a really good, you know, power guy. forward out there. Yeah, he's a really good glue guy that can do a little bit of everything. And he's exactly what Miami was missing. And I mean, I'm, I don't know if, I don't know if they would have won that series anyway. But they definitely don't get swept if Jay Crowder's there. And then he's about, and then he has a, he has a strong chance of going right back to the finals. So. Congratulations to Jay to Jay Crowder and good job, Aiden, for catching that you know, for catching that lob and cementing yourself as at least a top three center in the league at the very least. <clears throat> and shout out to Tyson Chandler, the originator of the play in 2017, I believe. He originated it. Not the originator, but he did do a similar play where so, he caught it out of <laughs> he caught like it was like a not a goal, well, a goal, kind of a goaltend type dunk that yep. won the game because the rule says that when it's an inbound, it's a live ball and there is no goaltending. Okay. I don't know what you're talking about, actually. I remember that. Yep. Yeah, I don't either. No, I do. I remember that. I remember that whole discussion because he uh, definitely like like hit it in the rim. Um, but all right, my thoughts. First thought is Pat Bev is going to Pat Bev was trying to change the entire tide of the series yesterday because he has a Booker game plan. Um, there was the moment where he was on the bench and he the uh Rondo 
uh, was guarding Booker and got scored. And he was like, don't let him go left. And then the next possession, I see Rondo steal the ball from him. And I'm just looking and I'm like, oh, this explains a lot because he was on Booker the whole night, really bothering him again. Booker five for 16, um, seven turnovers again, because now he had to be more, you know, the point guard out there with obviously no Chris Paul and Cameron Payne. Uh, they were kind of both the point guard, but, you know, Booker had the ball a lot and he was just fumbling it away. He also had five fouls. We saw, you know, the head butt um play and that play toward the end but what Booker did do man he hit the big shot to give him the 103 102 lead that they needed so he's still you know gonna he still has a chance to do it late but I think that's gonna be something that's huge the issue is is they didn't want to put Paul George really on campaign and they kind of just let him get a little more loose than I think they should have because they needed all of his 29 points, not assists. And what I saw before halftime was when they put Pat Bev on campaign, because they just had like a couple of minutes and they're like, all right, we're kind of tired of this guy just continuing to score. He had 16 in the first half. They put Pat Bev on him and that started to shut things down. So I think what they're going to have to do is, and again, uh, like you said, Chris Paul's coming back for game three. They might just have to put Pat Bev on the point guard and just say, Paul George or something, Gar Booker. I think we're at that point. Um, and again, we don't know when Kawhi's coming back, but even if he does come back, you really, the big thing is you can't really defensively put him on one of those guys. So that's going to be one of the interesting things. So yeah, going forward, one of the other kind of, see, it's hard to say the Clippers are in real danger because they're always down 2-0. They've, by the way, this postseason, have now lost every game one and two. So there you go. As much as Ty Lue wants badly to win a game with DeMarcus Cousins in there, he couldn't quite do it. Um, well, DeMarcus only played four minutes. It's not like he was getting playing time out there. Four Zuby. minutes, two fouls, minus two. That's the game. Sorry. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> he was in there for that dunk. That's why. He was supposed to, he was supposed to try and guard the dunk. Yeah, he was supposed to do something, and he didn't do it. Yeah. <laughs> I just – so here's the issue, actually, right, with, to me right now, the strategy. Because Zubac played 34 minutes. He was a zero. He was 14 for 11. He played really well. Yeah, um, Zubac was good. Huh? I say, yeah, Zubac was really good. He even had that clutch block towards the end. He was really good, but the whole issue – is that when he's there, you see everybody else can't quite be as effective. They're not letting Morris shoot threes. So Morris was three of 11 because he's trying to go down low, but Aiton's around. Reggie Jackson's seven of 15. He's kind of been good the last two days, but not as explosive. And Paul George, he was 10 for 26 the other game, 10 for 23 here. He did get some layups late, but it's just he's changing the entire, you know, doing what Aiton does. I mean, to me, man, I'll get to him in a second. But I think that this would have been the game where I want to see if it would have worked a little bit more than they did because Batum played 16 minutes. And the reason that I'd want to see it is because I don't really know if it's going to work against this guy. Like, because Aitens is going to keep scoring over Batum. The, the, the issue to me was actually when they went to the Batum going small was that Sarich was scoring over Batum. That, to me, was huge in the game. I'm looking. I'm like, oh, Sarge is posting this dude up. So I was like, he can't guard him. 
I don't know if he can guard Aiden, but for their offense to be their offense, which is literally running around and shooting threes, which they did okay at 13 for 34, um, 30%. That's pretty good, but that's not – they need to get more. And they need this, this, the floor more space for them to be able to drive to the basket. They, they need Aiden out of the paint, and he would still score. He's going he's gonna to score 20 and 10 regardless. That you talk yeah. About. But you got to get him – you can't let him do both. Um, and as well as Zubac played – he ended up doing both things. He was protecting the rim and 24 points, 14 rebounds. And to me, man, Aiton's the best center in the league. I, I said it earlier this postseason. I said, I don't care. I give up. He just is. I, I mean, I wanted to I ran, see what? I ran a poll yesterday and asked if Deion the top three center. And most people said no. Most people are dumb. That's what that means. Top three. I think it was like seventy percent. No, the hell is never mind. I mean, I mean, I think I bet you that poll would be a lot different if you did it today. I don't know, but I I did it last night during the game. But the game, they didn't watch the play. Darnell, I I I retweeted it this morning too. Darnell, where do you have him? Let me go vote. I have him like number. Probably like five. I probably have him over. Probably have him over Cat right now. So five. So besides uh, in beating Jokic, who do you have over him? Probably Bam. Bam. Yeah. So you have him four. I'm insulted. insulted. No, I probably got. See, I don't know if I'm ready to put him over. No. Yes. 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 You are. Yes, you are. But I might as well take him out. Bad as he looked. I, I yeah, I gotta say he's probably over. Yeah, I'll probably say take him out. Take him out. He done. He done. Really <laughs> <laughs> go bear. Nigga folded. Oh, Nigga, no. hey man. <clears throat> I wasn't even trying to put him in my top five. I got forced to do it. Yeah, forced <laughs> to do it by the lack of good centers in the league. Say Christian Wood over him. Anyway. Give me Christian Wood. Anyway, I see what's happening here. <laughs> I see exactly what's going on. But in my opinion, man, Aiden's just the best center in the league um, just because of his defense. But I but I want to fully see it, and we're going to get more Batum at the five. I just – I think they should have tried it because if Zubas can play well and he can kind of eh, do something, like maybe Aiden just eats Batum alive to the point where it doesn't work. And then if it doesn't work, but this is what they've been doing all postseason. If it doesn't work in game three, then I guess we're just going to lose. So, and they normally win game three. So, here we are. I mean, there has been no Kawhi. That's another huge part of it. Yeah, but that's what makes this so big. We Chris Paul's coming. Dude, I told you. That's why I'm saying yesterday is the day. I'd have seen it. I'd have tried it a little more. Zuas didn't have to play 34 minutes. It almost worked. Paul George didn't sell those free throws. Yep. And speaking of which, I'm not even. I mean, what am I supposed to say? Am I surprised? Not really. Um, I know Twitter loves laughing at him. They go ahead. It's just who he is. He did. He hit the two layups to get him to that point. But man, sold the game. He's not. 
He's trying so hard right now. He did not come here to be a number one. Did not come here to do this. So just like this is just like the KD situation. And he the difference is he got him here. He got him to the conference finals, but but now we're here and he just does what he does, which is losing the conference finals. And that's okay. You know what? Hey man, Kawhi's gonna be hurt. It is what it is. We'll see. I think they win game three. I think they bounce back, but it's gonna be real interesting. So, hey man, my two co-hosts today, very happy, very excited. Yes, yes, sir. Got some uh got some some ping pong balls to go their way. As the NBA draft lottery was last night, some news and notes. The Pistons got the first overall pick. The Rockets end up with number two. Darnell's Cavs are three. Dom's Raptors jump up from seven to four. My man was watching on pins and needles, hoping he was like, we're, hey, we're, we're not eight. I was like, y'all, we're seven. <laughs> and he got, he got seven and still wasn't the Raptors. So that was big. And in other news and notes, the Warriors get the seventh pick, which is big for them in draft capital. So, Darnell, what are your thoughts on the lottery? And uh, how, how are you feeling today, man? This is your day. This is your time. I was I was just excited that – I was hopeful that we could potentially get Kay Cunningham. But I knew that the odds of us getting another number one pick were slim. And knowing that, I was – very open to any player in the top four. I didn't want Jalen Suggs because I know we don't need a point guard. So I wanted to rule him out. And a lot of people thought that the Cavs weren't good enough to rule anyone out. But to me, I think you can rule out Jalen Suggs. You only so need three cars. <laughs> exactly. Like so that rule, so that's that leaves four players. Jonathan Kuminga is the other player from the G League Ignite that's a little raw right now but he has a lot of potential but he scares me a little bit because you don't know how that potential is going to develop and that's still a mystery so I wanted to kind of rule him out as well so there's three players that it comes down to Kay Cunningham Evan Mobley and Jalen Green with Kay Cunningham off the table it's basically down to Evan Mobley and Kay and Jalen Green and I personally want to take Jalen Green, but knowing Houston, they could throw a curveball and take Jalen Green. But I think from a fit perspective, Evan Mobley fits better for them because they already do have Kevin Porter Jr. They potentially could keep John Wall or they can, you know, take a point or take a guard and play Kevin Porter Jr. at the point guard full time. But I think Evan Mobley and Christian Wood in the front court would be a nice duo. And I think that's something that they can build on. So I think that makes sense there. So I think it's a perfect dream scenario for the Cavs. And I'm sure Dom has a lot of thoughts as well. Um, yeah, so for so for Cleve, so Evan Mobley, his position is gonna be interesting because he's a center. And okay, so we know Kate Cunningham's going first to um Detroit. So for Houston, they already have Christian Wood. So do you want so? Do you think that Christian Wood is your player of the future, or would you? Because I don't think I don't think Christian Wood and Evan Mobley would work well together. I mean, I, I mean Evan Mobley, from what I hear, I didn't watch him too much. For what I hear, though, he's pretty athletic. So, 
maybe they could pair them together or maybe they could choose between one or the other. But Christian Woods show, has shown a lot of promise. They were the best defense in the league when he was there. Then as soon as he got hurt, they went on a 20-game losing streak and lost everybody. So mm-hmm. he's shown that, you know, he's a valuable presence. And then for the Cavaliers, you know, um, y'all, y'all, also, y'all also need a um, – well, y'all don't need a, a big because y'all have Jared Allen. So then Evan Mobley comes down to would y'all want to keep Jared Allen, who also showed a lot of promise with y'all, or are y'all willing to move on to Evan Mobley? And I think that's the big decision with y'all, obviously, because of the restricted free agency. You're going to have to pay him a little more. Like, Chris, like they, don't have, they already paid Christian Wood. They didn't pay him too, too much. So he's actually under a good contract for them. But for y'all, Jared Allen might require a little more money. So it's all going to depend on if you want to keep him or if you want to move him. The Raptors are really the ones that need a center. I mean, Boucher is good, but his contract's up. So we're going to have to resign him. And then obviously our other center was Kem Birch and Aaron Baines. So I wouldn't be mad at all if we, you know, if we wound up with Evan Mobley, he'd be a decent player. But I, but also obviously we're most likely going to lose Kyle Lowry in free agency. He said that he wants to um he said that he wants to um to to play for a contender, which sounds like he'll either look at like a team like the um 76ers or the uh Lakers or something like that, you know, a team that at least made the second, well, the Lakers didn't, but that's only due to injury, but you know, a team that at least has a chance to win a title. So we also have the option of Jalen Suggs or Jalen Green. Now, I don't know too much about Jalen Green, but I do know that, you know, he won the uh, FIBA U-17 World Cup MVP in 2018, and, you know, he was averaging 18 points in the G League, so he already has, like, slight NBA experience. Not complete NBA, but, you know, being in the G League, you do play against, you know, people who's trying to make the NBA at least, so. It's a step above college. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for him to average 18 points out there, you know, that's that's pretty impressive. And then for Jalen Suggs, we saw we saw what he was capable of doing in college. Uh, Gonzaga was an amazing team, thanks to him and Drew Timmy for the most part. Um, You know, and then he made that huge shot against I forget the team. Was it UCLA? Who, Who was it that they he made that big shot over? It was, it was UCLA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he made that huge shot against UCLA that won them the game. I mean, we can't, we obviously can't expect him to, you know, do that all the time. But, you know, he's shown that he's capable of taking and making the big shots. He's a decent enough defender and, you know, he's a good shot maker out there. So obviously, you know, that'd be good. But for the top three, I mean, for those three, for those three players, though, outside of Jalen, you know, outside of Kate Cunningham, I mean, you know they're they're all good players. This is a pretty this is a pretty deep top five, and you know whoever we wind up with, I wouldn't be mad at any of them because all three positions are positions of need for the team. We need other point guards unless we're just gonna roll with Van Vliet at point, which we could wind up doing, and Evan Mobley would be a cool option. But we could you know decide to pair another guard with Van Vliet like we've been doing with Lowry and these guards, these guards won't be six foot like Lowry is. These guards are like six, four and six, five. So we can let Van Vliet run point and let the other ones run shooting guard and move from there. 
All right, yeah, that's enough. <clears throat> that's enough. That was more Raptors talk than I needed in my lifetime. Well, I hey, will man. say. I talked about I have, a couple, I have a couple more points, too. Yeah, here we go. Now I got to go back to the Cavs. Jeez. No, just <laughs> no, just a couple points about Evan Mobley. I thought I think Evan Mobley's not as athletic as you would think. Um, he's a little slight in build. He's around 215-ish. So oh, he's damn. not yeah, so he's 215. Yeah, so he can play it. So he's probably gonna be projected at the four early on. So I think okay. he can fit with Christian Wood in Houston. Obviously, he can probably fit the next to Jared Allen in Cleveland. And he has a lot of ball skills. Like you'll see him handle the ball on the perimeter. He can guard guard on the three-point line and defend. So he has a lot of versatility. Oh, no. Is he another Porzingis, bro? Y'all can have him. No, not Porzingis. Like he's not a three-point shooter like that. I mean, he can defend the three-point line. Like you'll see him chopping his feet. Like he has a lot of tools that a team would like. And yeah. for Jared and regard Jared Allen, he's a restricted free agent this year. And so we're going to have to pay him big money this summer. Yeah. So that's coming soon. Yeah. So it's all dependent on if you, on if y'all want to keep him, if y'all think that Evan Mobley can be the center for y'all future. All right. Quick, 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 quick. Um, we got nine minutes left. So let's do it. Sorry to interrupt your draft talk. That was it. That's all I had, though. Sorry. I, I could feel Dom droning on. I could feel it in my bones. Um, So let's do it. Player of the game, coach of the day. Guess game of the day is pretty obvious, so we won't do that one. Highlight of the day and dickhead of the day. So you're just going to do the four, right, Darnell? Well, right, coach cool. of the day is pretty obvious. Yeah. Go ahead. Who you got? So for my player tonight, obviously it's going to be DeAndre Aiden. I thought he was really impressive, shooting such a high percentage from, from the field, getting his 14 rebounds. And for obviously the game in the game when it dunk for my you didn't even say his name. Coach. <laughs> I said DeAndre Aiden, right? He did say uh, DeAndre Aiden. He definitely thought... started off the sentence with saying DeAndre Aiden. Uh, I didn't hear his name. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going DeAndre Aiden. And for the coach of the night, I'm going with Monty Williams for drawing up the play to win the game. I thought that was really impressive. Um, just knowing the rules, a lot of times coaches don't necessarily know the rules to an extent that you would think because they have spending so much time just dealing with the players and dealing with strategy and things that aren't necessarily in the rule book. Um, but I think, yeah, that's all I got. So, so I'll make it quick. And for my highlight of the night is the dunk. I got to go with the dunk because I, y'all, I'm sure y'all got other things. So I'm going to go with the dunk just to get it out the way. Yeah, and for my dickhead, my dickhead of the night, I'm going to go with – I don't think it was anything dickheadish that happened. So, I'm going to say that it was a nice, cool evening. A lot of people came away happy with the NBA. So, I just got a top three pick in the draft. I have no ill will against anyone right now. <laughs> All right. Dom, go ahead. All right. My player of the night was um, Cameron Payne. For you know his explosion out there, twenty nine points, nine assists, zero turnovers. You know he had he was amazing out there in place of Chris Paul. Um, my coach tonight, like saying Monty Williams, you know he he drew up that crazy play, crazy alley oop, and it worked to perfection. Um, my highlight of the night will be the Raptors jumping from the seventh pick in the draft to the fourth pick in the draft. Fucking loser. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> so that would be my pick and us potentially getting, you know, one of the Jalen's. So, and um, my dickhead of the day will go to Mr. Kendrick Perkins for saying that Devin Booker is the third best scorer of all time behind Kevin Durant and Stephen Curry. I think he said in the league. No, he said all time. Oh, yeah, you smoking, man. <laughs> he's, he's smoking so strong, that Paul Pierce gone. That's man. some strong Paul Pierce pack, man. <laughs> he tried to take it. He tried to take his spot. Paul Pierce had to die so he could live, man. That's <laughs> <laughs> what this looks like to me. Um player of the day. I'm going with it's tough. Y'all already picked both of them. I'm going to go campaign because I think Aiton's going to get a couple more of these in the future, and I already called him best in the league, so let's give someone else some credit. Campaign was incredible. I also gave campaign a lot of shit in that Lakers series. He was a little erratic early. I think in the first game he was doing a lot of nut shit, but then he got it together, and now you see truly what he could be. This is what we saw from him kind of in the regular season. Um, it was him and Cam Johnson off the bench, but now you see him in the starting role, and you just see the floor more open just how good he can be. Um, coach of the day, obviously, Monty Williams, man. I mean, we were watching a real coaching duel out there between him and Ty Lue. Um, kind of give them both coaches of the day. But at the end of the day, Ty Lue did one thing. He did one wrong decision because he's trying so hard. to. It, my man's mission is put, it's not even to win a championship. He wants one win with DeMarcus Cousins on the court. They just can't do it. <laughs> they just can't do it. And so that's why Monty Williams, hey, man, gets coached. Tyler would have been coached the year if he had done that one, um, but he couldn't quite do it. My highlight of the day, actually, man, it's going to be the bumping of the heads between Pat Bev and Devin Booker because I was just thinking about everyone who calls basketball soft and says that, wow. I remember I had a conversation, obviously. They don't know basketball that well, but still, back to the group chat. Um, that me and Dom were in for Madden. So we were in this group chat and they were talking and, and a couple of guys were like, I just don't know. Basketball is not that physical. Blah, blah. College is more physical. I was like, what are you talking about? I was like, playoff basketball is a completely different thing. And I think, and I think just the eyes of, it's like viewership is up in the NBA right now. I was actually <clears throat> at a bar last night and they were just talking they were talking to me they're like man i'm happy that it's not going to be katie lebron everyone's just watching the game it's like it's like you kind of can be happy for everyone involved except for paul george but everybody else you can be very happy for um i don't know why i don't, paul know, if, I don't know if everybody's happy for Giannis either though nah people want to see Giannis win now they give up they really do it's- it's like no true heels that's yeah. like in basketball right now. Exactly. The well, there's one, but he lovable. Trey Young definitely a fucking heel. Oh, for sure, for sure. He's a thousand, but hey, I I'll give care. you that. Trey Trey Young is the anti-hero. <laughs> the anti-hero. <laughs> that's what he is. Think of Batman for real. <laughs> no superpowers. He just got a floater. I'm crying. God, he he spammed that motherfucker so much they had to change the rules. <laughs> <laughs> but they didn't change him yet. I'm gonna nope. try and get one real quick. Um, <laughs> my dickhead of the day. I got I got two of them. I got two of them. 
Paul George missing the free throws. I'm not even going to belabor the point. Y'all saw what happened. Y'all saw what he did. It's not even funny anymore. <laughs> it's a little funny, but it's not as funny. It's like what Drake said, man. I still love it, but I used to love it more. But hey, man, the Twitter, Twitter, Twitter was mad. They had to give him some respect. I see it. Paul ain't want that. <laughs> I'll, I'll keep the respect. He's only getting dickhead because you can't miss both of them. You can't yeah, miss one of them. Made one, if he just made one, it would have been. You can't fun. miss both of them. If he didn't miss one, it'd have been cool for real. I'm like, all right, well, you know. he straight walked up there, up that bitch like Ben Simmons. <laughs> and my other dickhead goes to Demarcus Cousins for pushing Devin Booker after they won the game. The Suns won the game <laughs> yes. because Demarcus Cousins was on the court in the first place. Like, how did Marcus Cousins get out there and push this? Hey, man? hey, hey. My man you know, was, my man's was a zero until that dunk. Then he became a negative two. But that's all it takes to lose playoff games. And he didn't even jump. Like, you got to at least jump on the inbounds. Like, he, he gave way too much can't. leverage to the inside. Like, they're missing surge oh. bad right now. Yeah, Serge, Serge would have jumped. He he could have blo- he could have tried to block that shit. He might have done it. He not it blocking no more, but he could have tried it. He would have got maybe in the way. I'm not stopping, but whatever. Oh yeah. Anyway, man, that they- that that screen by Brooker to set him up wasn't. We didn't even talk about that, but that screen Booker set to open him up for it. That shit was crazy. Too. It was. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening, man. For Darnell and Dom, this is Demetrius. We appreciate the love and uh, hope you enjoyed. Until next time. Later. Triple D's. Deuces.